0: You're listening to 5th and Mission from the San Francisco Chronicle. Before jumping in, we want to issue a content warning to our audience. The first minute of today's episode contains a brief but graphic depiction of gun violence that could be disturbing to some listeners. Discretion is advised.
1: At 2 a.m. this morning, officers heard gunshots near 10th Street and K Street and saw people running. They were on scene almost immediately. And there they encountered a large crowd and multiple gunshot victims. What we now know is that 18 people were hit by gunfire. Six have died. They were all adults, there were three men, and three women. We must all take stock and ask ourselves, what can we do different? What can we do better to not ensure this will never happen again, because that's impossible, but to do everything we can to minimize the chance that we will stand here like this on a Sunday afternoon, mourning the deaths of innocent people and mourning their families. This is now going to be our marching orders. Hold everyone accountable. Hold the people in our community accountable. Hold our public officials accountable. Hold our law enforcement accountable. Hold ourselves accountable. This is what we have to do moving forward. The act of violence, this cowardly act, it's shameful. It makes no sense. And it shouldn't ever happen in our city.
0: I'm Damian Bulwa. Six people were killed in a mass shooting in downtown Sacramento this past weekend. You just heard audio that was posted on Instagram by 916 Times and verified as authentic by KCRA News. In just 54 seconds, the footage captures 76 gunshots. Sacramento police said on Tuesday that their investigation is ongoing, but that three men had been arrested. One of them was released earlier this year after serving part of a 10-year sentence, prompting criticism that he should not have been released early. However, state officials said he wasn't technically released early, but freed under changes to how prisoners' good conduct credits are applied, changes that apply to all prisoners. As of Tuesday, none of those three men had been accused of killing anyone. So, here we are in an all-too-familiar place. A city is yet again grieving a mass shooting and more lives lost to gun violence. California has the toughest gun legislation in the country, But this most recent tragedy is reigniting debates about gun safety and gun control in the state and across the country. I'm joined now by The Chronicle's senior political writer, Joe Garofoli. Joe, there's been so much heartache and and, and such a crisis around gun violence for years now. Is this shooting in Sacramento likely to lead to any changes.
1: We'll see. It may. It's been such a, a wild ride politically. Remember, four years ago, after that mass shooting at the high school in Parkland, Florida, that killed 17 people, Gun control is a top three issue for Democrats. It helped them win back control of the House, and that it helped them to appeal to moderate suburban voters who were frustrated by the never-ending stream of uh, mass shootings and and how Washington really can't get a lot done about gun violence. But since then, with the pandemic, concerns about guns have taken a back seat. In 2019, two-thirds of Californians were concerned about a mass shooting near where they lived, according to the Public Policy Institute of California. Last year, only half were. And nationally, even though gun deaths have been on the rise in the last couple of years, Gallup found that support for stricter gun laws dipped to its lowest point last year, 52% since 2014. So concerns about gun violence have faded in recent years.
0: It does seem like there's some fatigue. I mean, people have seen these shootings, but then not seen necessarily big changes come from them. Joe, we also have a Supreme Court that that has a strong conservative majority. And I think people are looking at that and and wondering if change is possible on the federal level. Why hasn't more happened on the federal level?
1: Well, for starters, you know, like uh, everything is gridlocked in Washington and you need 60 votes to move legislation or else it'll be jammed by the filibuster. And Democrats, which is the party that wants uh, more gun control legislation, doesn't have 60 votes. They can't find uh, 10 friendly Republicans to join them. This story we have in, on sfchronicle.com right now is written with my colleague uh, Tal Kopan, our Washington correspondent. And, and Tal writes that the, the House has passed bills to close gaps and say in the background check requirements. It was written in part by uh, St. Helena uh, Democrat Mike Thompson and backed by Democrats, a small number of Republicans. And these, these have passed the House. But they go nowhere in the Senate because they can't get 60 votes. And even though the, the, the power of the, um, the NRA has waned in recent years, you know, the Republicans still fear them. You'll find very few Republicans who even dared to cross the NRA. Even most recently, the supporters of the Violence Against Women Act had to drop their efforts to close what's known as the boyfriend loophole in gun ownership to reauthorize the bill that had been sat dormant for years. That gap would have, in federal law, bars domestic abusers from having guns if they're married, live with a partner, or had children together, but not if they're just in a relationship. That that was unable to be in the legislation.
0: Joe, California has is known for stronger gun laws. Things like how many you can buy at any given time. We still have an assault weapons ban in California. We've got ammunition magazine bans, but we still see mass shootings. I mean, Sacramento has had two this year. So why is that?
1: Well, number one, there's what three hundred million guns in the country right now, uh, something like that, perhaps more. Uh, you know, there's just a proliferation of guns out there. You 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 can you can write gun laws, but there's already so many millions and millions of guns out there that you, you can't do anything about the ones that are already out there at this point. And and you and you can't build a border around the state. Uh, you can get parts to a ghost gun in the mail and and assemble it yourself. We may have tough gun laws here, like you said, Damien, but there's maybe not as tough in nearby states like Idaho or Nevada or wherever. Nothing is stopping people from bringing weapons across state lines.
0: Yeah. And by the way, uh, some of these shootings are done by simple pistols that are legal. They're semi-automatic pistols. They're the most popular guns out there. You're
1: listening to Fifth Admission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle
0: app. Joe, there's always still legislation, though, and a movement in California to change the law. What's going on currently in the legislature? Well, there's about a
1: dozen or so uh gun violence related measures uh, before the legislature right now some of them are, aren't directly related to weapons one uh, for example wants to see uh, community violence prevention and recovery programs covered as a medical benefit so there's so there's things like that in there but there's here's a couple to watch for and both are being pushed uh, by Attorney General Rob Bonta, who is a Democrat, the state's top law enforcement officer, and <laughs> someone facing a, a big election in the June primary. And also, of course, uh, he, he was likely to pass through there and, and make it into the fall. Um, his Republican opponents have either opposed these uh, measures or refused to comment about them, wrote about them a couple of weeks ago on SFChronicle.com. One measure, AB 1594, would enable Californians or the attorney general to sue gunmakers or distributors when crimes are committed using their weapons. It's a way to sort of blunt gunmakers from, you know, maybe making them more disinterested in making these types of weapons. Another, oh, SB 1327, would enable Californians to sue anyone who manufactures, distributes, transports imports guns into the state or sells assault weapons, 50 caliber Browning machine gun rifles or ghost guns that we talked about. Again, that's that's kind of modeled around that uh, Texas law that is allowing people to sue anyone uh, about this. Um, so those are a couple pieces of legislation to watch out for.
0: But again, Joe, I mean, our colleagues reported recently that A bunch of guns were straw purchased, which means someone bought them in Georgia and then sent in the mail to California. I mean, there's only so much you can do with California laws, as you stated. I I do want to ask you just one broad question. You know, when you say that there hasn't been enough movement for Democrats in in the gun reform world, it's still a very popular issue among voters, right? Why the disconnect between what voters may want or what they're saying in polls and actual change?
1: On the federal level, they don't have the votes. In California, they do have the votes. Democrats have a super majority in California. That's the basic difference. Uh, at the federal level, money, 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 baby. Republicans fear being primaried by a a conservative opponent who who will point to them as, quote, uh, being weak on guns, maybe, or they fear uh, losing money that they they get from uh, the gun lobby.
0: And Joe, you've also been writing about the, the one of the big races, the attorney general race in California. Is this going to figure into that? Is the Sacramento shooting and, and, and gun control going to figure in?
1: Oh, it, it will in, in a couple different ways, probably. Number one, the, the district uh, attorney of Sacramento is Anne-Marie Schubert. She was a Republican until a couple of years ago. Now she is an independent. Uh, she is uh, running for Attorney General and she's going to be in the spotlight of this case. She, it will be up to her to uh to file charges as the as the top law enforcement officer in, in Sacramento County. She's going to have a lot of uh, camera time if you will as this case moves forward. She's been trying to tie Bonta to, to San Francisco District Attorney Chase Boudin and Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascone who are both progressive prosecutors. Bonta has supported them both. And so she's gonna d- watch for how she's trying to play this. Uh, just uh, the other day she was on television after the shooting came out. and she's, she she kind of took a swipe at Bonta without naming him and saying, you know, we should be concerned about the early release of people who commit gun crimes and and not letting those people out on zero bail. But, you know, so far there's been no indication that the Sacramento shooting was a result of someone being released from detention early. That may change. Schubert is getting it out there already, kind of sort of seeding that idea out there in the public.
0: All right, Joe, thanks for joining me. Anytime. You can read the latest news about the investigation into the Sacramento mass shooting at sfchronicle.com or on the Chronicle app. Thanks again to Joe Garofoli for joining me today, to Taya Francesca Price for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.